0: and now for some intro music
1: ooh let's podcast
2: Hello, welcome back to the Bits and Pieces podcast. This is episode number three, and at this time I am joined by George. Say hello. Hello. And by Gav.
1: Hello again.
2: Awesome. Right, so uh, this week we've got some cool things to talk about. Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Deus Ex, Mankind Divided. George and Gav are going to tell us more about Battlegrounds, because they've been eating chickens and having dinner. I don't quite know how the game works. Um, Essentially,
0: we haven't played much. Other than battlegrounds, because
1: we are bad. Exactly. Like I, whenever I do this, I feel like I lose the right to like talk about games as an artistic experience, and uh, gain an incredible right to talk about games as as if they're some kind of uh, extremely frustrating sport.
2: <laughs> and then on the board game end of things, I'm gonna talk a little bit about the Arkham Horror card game, and George's gonna run us through some more of Fury of Dracula. And then George, second edition. yeah. And then George has a quiz. Before that, I would just quickly say that there's, if people who already listening to this podcast might notice that there are Game of Time UK podcasts also on the feed. That's because we used to work there, right there, podcast there. So we decided we might as well just keep them on there because it's it's mostly just the three of us anyway. So yeah, in many um, ways, that is our origin story.
1: Bits and Pieces is the the diamond dogs to uh, GTUK's MSF for for all those Metal Gear fans out there. Uh,
0: And then the GTUK owner, Mike uh, went crazy and uh, held the world to ransom with uh, a weapon to surpass Metal Gear. So we had to...
1: He has done that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely what he's doing. We had to go our own way uh, and form Foxhound. (laughs) <laughs> all
1: right, <laughs> that was an extended right. and, and somewhat pained reference. So let's move on.
2: <laughs> Speak, <laughs> speaking of grizzled
0: men with metal arms,
2: all right, let's draw <laughs> it back. To to... Oh, perfect! Yeah. What well, a Later segue! Saved it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, well saved. The pole Boy um, of segues. <laughs> right, Deus Ex: Mankind Divided. So I've been playing a little bit of it. Played the first sort of two or three missions. It's really weird. It's like. It's one of those. It's. I mean, it's technically competent. It's like a bad way of describing any game. Box but, quote. Like, like, it, um, all the shooting and stealth stuff is nice. The world just feels extremely sort of dead. For my example that I've been giving people, I'd now This game's just a bit weird. Is that you can pick up most things in the world, like cans and pizza boxes and pipes and stuff, and just throw them usually to distract guards because obviously. A guard hears a paint pot fall to the ground, they just go and stare at it for at least 30 seconds, as per guard regulations. And that's like, okay, you're like fair enough, this is a stealth game, it's about that. But then the bits where you're not really so stealthy, you kind of go around shops, you can still pick up stuff and then just throw it at people. <laughs> like, throw it at police and then uh, passers by. <laughs> and it's just like, right, okay. I mean, it is amusing just-
0: how much of stealth games is just throwing. Random items about the level to distract people.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't mind it so much. There, it's when like it's the non-stealth bits. Like, just take them away because it just makes the game feel like really soulless. When you throw like a pizza box, at a police officer hits <laughs> them in the face, and they just sort of stand there stoically like they're outside the front of Buckingham Palace or something. <laughs> it's really odd. Yeah, I guess um,
1: especially when it's supposed to be some kind of totalitarian world. Like
2: yeah,
0: and just okay. Like, hey, that's weird. Should they have more more emotion when they're hit in the face by a bit of like congealed mozzarella?
2: <laughs> yeah, and I don't know if it's like a running theme in this Deus Ex that uh, Adam Jensen is an alcoholic, but my Adam Jensen is an alcoholic. So he... <laughs> to my I def- to my I definitely
0: remember there being future alcohol in the, the Deus Ex before uh, that also featured.
2: Yeah. Adam Jensen. I mean, in this one, as far as I can tell, the only way to recover health apart from a special health recovery item is to drink alcohol, which is weird. Like you're in the middle of like a big stealth mission, you've taken some hits, maybe you've jumped somewhere that was a bit too high. So obviously, what you do, you neck a bottle of absinthe. I mean, it's clearly the professional thing to do. Reminds me of my life.
1: Yeah. You know, you take um, a bit of psychological damage, physical damage, you just pull the Jack Daniels out of your pants and. Yeah. On screen.
2: yeah. And. So. <laughs> well, I mean, Adam in,
0: Jensington... in the Bioshock games, he'd rummage through bins and just drink the dregs of alcohol to recover.
2: recover yeah. From... Eat
1: sandwiches out of bins, yeah.
2: <laughs> but that kind of makes sense in Bioshock. I mean, it makes very little sense. It's like. Sort of yeah. cyborg man. <laughs> it's just like, I'll, I'm just playing in stealth mode. I've been clipped a few times. I'm under the heavy fire. Sky Utopia of tomorrow. <laughs> it's, it's like being
0: alcohol for everyone.
2: Yeah, well, I'm under heavy fire. I better neck a couple of beers so I can get back into the action. Do you
1: know in a what? in Metal Gear Rising where you'd have to uh like grab enemy androids and like squeeze their spines for like android juice. Obviously, yeah. in the far-flung future of Deus Ex, Mankind Divided, it's like that, except android juice, rather than being a uh, nanofluids or whatever, is just uh, drink <laughs> instead. Ethanol.
2: Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Is Adam Jensen just turning into Bender, then? Is that what we're agreeing here?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be a better game if he was Bender, actually.
2: <laughs> yeah ends up in weird bits where you'll just sort of break into people's houses, steal their alcohol collection and leave. <laughs> it's I mean, should, really Should we weird. clarify
0: what Deus Ex is just for, It's for
2: basically dystopia. a drinking simulator.
0: No, with, it's... Um, with, like tinges of action RPG.
2: Yeah, and set in a dystopian cyberpunk future. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's the, it's the sequel to the other Deus Ex game. Called... Which in turn was a sequel to the previous Deus Ex game. Is it a sequel or is it like a? Well, is it a,
0: there are four. There, the first one, which got everyone raves about, and then there was the second one, which I believe is Shadow War, which people invisible war, brush. I believe invisible war. Close. Uh, difficult to see war. Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> which people tend to brush under the carpet.
1: It was a back bit back. crap.
0: And then, then Human Revolution. Human Revolution. There we are. Uh, and then mankind divided, and those two are set before the events of the first SX. But in the mo- in the two modern games, you are a security expert working for a cybernetics
2: company. You have c- cyborg who sunglasses. Is unwillingly
0: um, given cybernetics after he is injured, blown to pieces by some ter- like by some cybernetic
2: terrorists, and gets rebuilt because they yeah. have the technology. Yeah, I mean it's it's, it's okay, it's good. I don't have. I'd say I'm loving it at the moment, but it's like, the story is kind of a bit, this was said when it was released, like the story is really disjointed from who Adam Jensen is, it's like um, all this sort of discrimination against people who have cybernetic enhancements, and yet Adam Jensen is basically like a human weapon who just walks around of the street and has a perfectly functional, normal life for the most part, so it's a bit weird that, um, yeah I mean, it, it, clearly trying to make a point, I suppose, but it does it in a really ham fisted way. And some of the other bits like I don't understand why the alcohols in it and some of the upgrade systems are a bit chonky. Also, I declare bullshit when you can buy uh for real money, scrap parts to craft kind of pointless items. Oof, nasty. Just, like, more health packs sort of thing. I mean, that's just it's just terrible business. It's just sickening. <laughs>
0: Well, it was. Uh, I think the worst example I've seen of that was in was in Mortal Combat Ten, where you could pay real money for essentially like win tokens that were just right. that were just that you could just spend to beat a mission in the campaign for you. <laughs> I
2: thought you meant like another person. <laughs> and it's really confusing
0: because then, like you've bought the game, and then you're paying to not play the game. That's
2: really weird. Now You
1: want to look like you've played it though. That's the important <laughs> yeah. bit.
2: <laughs> Who has the time to play these games anymore? Just pay to complete them. Get the I mean, in ups. a world where like
0: people probably complete about two percent of their Steam library, I can, I can, I can. It's, I can almost see it being not being beyond the realms of imagination, where you just like people begin to hire other people to complete their Steam library for them. But
2: to, to what purpose? like, like why is there a reason why you would just pay to complete a mission in? Mortal Kombat, do you would you unlock things or something?
0: Not as, not as I know. No. <laughs>
2: right, you just you just I mean, done it. It's weird. Yeah, I can't even begin to understand why anybody would do that. Like uh. not even remotely. I can understand why people would buy the scrap in their sets because oh. they just go, well, I have money and I might as well buy loads of it and then make an infinite supply of health items so I'll never die or whatever.
0: Yeah, one thing is in. It seems like uh, paid cosmetics are coming sooner than expected to Battlegrounds, uh, mm. which does have a loot drop system. Though it is laughable, like it's almost a parody of the loot drop system. Yeah, you get these crates and you open them, and it's like you found a moth-eaten, dirty T-shirt. <laughs> or, My like, favorite. <laughs> you got dirty gray beta.
1: Yeah, I have played the game for 50 <laughs> hours and have never unlocked a jacket. I... <laughs> a
0: tassie pair of trainers. Exactly.
1: Like, this, it this sounds like a joke, but you play for hours to unlock a crate and all you get is, like, nothing. Like, I don't know, the equivalent of, like, a plain black Primark t-shirt for your efforts. <laughs> and that's about it.
0: And, and soon people will be able to buy crates that contain, like, the kind of the stuff that sort of gets rejected from charity shops.
1: <laughs> I guess the only upside that I would see about that is mm. that th- that people would tend to do that in order to get cooler looking items or basically goofier looking items. And the only upside is that in a game like Battlegrounds, that just makes them more obvious and uh, easier yeah, so to spot.
0: I, I just go for like the sort of bland, mute colors, just so that you can exactly find it in a little bit better. But yeah, there's a so, bit, there's a big, there's a big uh, amount of news backgrounds because apparently they've got uh, two new maps in the pipeline. Because um, I mean, they they they're pretty good at scheduling sort of weekly updates and uh, been pretty great at keeping of uh, lines of communication with the community open. Yeah. Uh, so and nice apparently cool. should be out of early access by the end of the year. Yes. Uh, if uh,
1: current news is correct. This has been a, a very unsubtle way of ditching the robots and moving on to. As far as it seems, See, I
0: thought I thought that was my best segue. It, it was quite good. It was it was
1: it was quite subtle actually. It was,
0: it was, no, just... I, th- I thought it was a subtle glide as opposed to my usual Yeah, I guess. Uh... Karkara, <laughs> like slightly slightly less subtle forced segues. Yeah, well, it's
1: I'm I'm not I'm not criticising, but uh, it's a bit this bit is an excuse because, as we have mentioned, um, George and I have been eschewing what you might consider to be the the normal. Uh, you know, kind of bohemian game critic lifestyle, going swiftly from art product to art product, casting a critical eye, in order to spend hours and hours uh, chasing uh, virtual people through fields, lying down uh, supine in corn, and getting shot through the head a lot from people yeah, you yes, could you never just, possibly see.
2: You've just been eating chicken dinners for two weeks. I know as far as I
1: exactly. Go. Yeah,
0: I mean, yeah. So that me and Gav have had, uh, had two. Sort of sessions together on battlegrounds, and we managed to cheat chicken dinners both times.
1: Exactly, um, pretty well together. Because I feel like this might need explanation for those not entirely familiar with the the terminology of battlegrounds. Uh, when you win the game, says "winner, winner, chicken dinner." This, to many people, might seem I don't know, maybe immature, uh, a little unserious, um, but. Once you're in, you're in. And the chicken dinner becomes basically... Real food stops having meaning. Yeah, uh, It's the only way you can get your nutrition.
0: Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't choose the chicken dinner lifestyle.
1: Exactly. It reached out from the void <laughs> and grabbed me. <laughs> and sucked away my life.
2: Apparently, that term um, comes from Las Vegas Casinos, is what I'd heard. But... Wow. Yeah. Because they used cool. to have... Uh, a 3 priest chicken dinner. or something that's really cheap. A lot of them in, like, days gone by. So people would play so they'd be able to eat food pretty much. Kind of a tragic origin of, like, yeah, you've won to enough money to eat this very cheap meal so that you can not starve to death. <laughs> Which is kind of, I suppose, be with the you have won you've killed everybody
0: in uh battlefield. What was the best phrase is because often you know often chicken is like congratulations you won you killed one person you did it exactly you, <laughs> you were this hollow victory
1: you were the worst lowdown snake in the grass <laughs> bastard who hid in that hut for exactly like 25 minutes and then shot the last guy through the head with a silent sniper rifle you've done it You've made the big leagues, kid.
0: I keep going back to backgrounds because it's so easy to dip into. Yeah. Because you could lose so quickly the speed at which you can get back into a game. Right,
1: it's instant. Like, there's a there's such a rapid cycle there.
0: Like, you can probably, like, it's probably about two minutes. In t- like, because you, you'll die. You quit out. You just, you know, there's, it takes it takes a little bit to load back through, click play, and then you wait in a lobby for 60 seconds. Yeah. On the, uh, on the lobby island.
1: And then you're just in. And it goes again. And again, um, the
2: new
0: hot thing, isn't it? Everyone seems to be playing. Yeah, like grounds. I think, it's like Bathgrounds and Dream Daddy, the Dad Dating Simulator, are the two things that we are like topping the Steam charts at the moment. Those what are the
1: the two hot products. Mm-hmm.
0: Dream right, Daddy, okay, uh, what? <laughs> so you, you create your dream dad, uh, and then you date other dads.
2: Okay, <laughs> what? <laughs> I hadn't heard of this. Uh, this is. She's uh, entirely new to me and bizarre. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm
0: hearing lots of positive things about it. So okay, uh, but I believe you create the, I believe your own dad and then you, you date your dad. dad. No, no, you don't date your dad. It doesn't Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it is, is I mean your character is a dad. But okay. Is in somebody no else way dad. related to your dad. Okay. So I believe in the game you create a dad uh, and then in move to some American okay. town
2: somewhere okay so you you play as the dad you play as a dad there are as multiple. a dad so the dad you create is the dad you play as you're not creating a dad and the dad is d- no, no, so you
0: create your dad and you play as that okay. dad and okay you move to some small american town with your 18 <laughs> year old daughter okay and you date other dads okay
2: sure okay cool i mean <laughs> I we've done. had
1: well, we've had bird dating we've had dad date what's next where, where will life lead us? Bird dad dating. Oh, nice.
2: Bird dads.
1: The next step in human evolution. Yeah, owl men. I mean... Well, I,
0: don't like, I, was thinking, I was thinking, like, it's such a, like... The fact that these two games are <laughs> top of the scene charts. I think there's something really, it's something really lovely about video games. Like, you've got the two opposite ends of the spectrum that can just cater to such a broad audience. Like, <laughs> I can run freely through a field of wheat, avoiding... Certain death.
2: Yeah, then you can run freely through I could
0: <laughs> run through a field of dads, avoiding a bad date. You know, I've got I've got that choice because that is
1: you know that's the that's the freedom, isn't it? It's yeah, like it's
0: just, it's just something nice about that.
1: You know? Yeah, no, no I, I totally agree.
0: Yeah, no, is, I agree.
2: Yeah. I was just taken aback when I thought you were dating your dad. That's yeah, that I was no. that would be an
1: entirely <laughs> different game. And
2: yeah. Ooh, that's why, that's why, why my it was like, what? <laughs> you create your dad and then you date him. <laughs> no, no. You create, create your own <laughs> ideal father like, figure that's...
1: and then, and then one it. day is... in the dead of night, in, in the dad of night.
2: Oh dear. Red dad redemption. <laughs> oh good, <laughs> do we have to move on? <laughs> yeah.
1: Why isn't isn't this ah. what's scheduled for the rest of the podcast? We just keep going.
2: I mean, do you have any others? <laughs> Get them out of your system. I don't,
1: uh, I don't want to think about it. <laughs>
2: Player unknowns,
1: daddle grounds, Dad, <laughs> daddle grounds. <laughs> Just it's exactly the same, except like everyone is every, everyone now has children. There's an emotional connection, an emotional like it's. You know, games keep having, like, dads as their protagonists. Like, well, I mean, that
0: is basically playing in squads. It's like, <laughs> you're just running a bunch of... Like, when it's about me played, like, I've been joining Gav and some of his friends, but we, invariably, there are three of us, and one other person. <laughs> who, yeah. Who will, who will usually just die, or, like, parachute off. <laughs> like, that is the, the child on the squad. It's like, oh, no, they've, yeah. they've,
1: they've jumped out on the other side of the map. It, oh, oh, God, where are they going? Like, like seeing your kids move out, except they jump to certain death surrounded by, by human vultures.
2: Yeah. Seeing them move out and then just get on a random train and <laughs> walk into a random house and hope everything's fine.
1: Yeah. That, that would be an incredible game. I mean, I think there's a reason. Like, you know, it would basically be Battlegrounds, except, like, everyone is playing as, like, like like uh, like Joel from uh um The Last of Us. I couldn't remember that game name for a second, and I think that that's a lot. It, that kind of moral attitude is basically like a lot of what people in games like Battlegrounds and Daisy have. You know, you just you go around, you scavenge for things, yeah. and then you I... are a merciless killer. Well, it, and that's you... the I was, uh,
0: there, was a, there was a there was a Guardian article I was reading. Um... It's quite interesting, just you know, kind of celebrating, celebrating, uh, Dream Dad, <laughs> uh, and like you know, it's you know, as a as a game that you know is you know is, re- represents a diverse set of people, uh, and is a you know is a great game for, for sort of queer people, that perhaps less represented, but also noted a rise in the like of like daddy figures in the sense of like a nurturing older man. In video games, and noted Joel uh, Booker in most recent Bioshock. Uh, other ones, I forget Geralt. It's oh yeah, is a, da- a, a daddy. Actually, yeah, he has, he has a daughter. He
1: so. he is totally hundred percent daddy. The, I mean, I don't know if I'd call like someone like Joel nurturing though. Like like his character arc is just he's a bastard, and then it turns out he's a bastard that cares for somebody. <laughs> but yeah, the, Geralt's like hundred percent. He's I like 100% dad. That's the arc of Witcher 3.
2: Yeah, there it is. It's a, it's, a, it's a dad game.
1: It is a dad game. It's a parenting simulator.
2: It is, especially when you get to the end of it and you get to like, <laughs> what well, sort of dad, were you in this game? A shit <laughs> one or a good one?
1: <laughs> oh, you were a shit one! <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, that's, the, that's the game we
0: need next. We need a game that celebrates mums. Yes. yes. they are, I think, perhaps... Yeah, there, there's there's an underrated thing. As usually, they just serve the plot as someone that dies or needs to be protected.
2: I noticed it the other day. We were watching the original Planet of the Apes. It's like old films that have like a slightly old man always getting to, like a really young woman, and like compared to modern day like films, like, that's not like that doesn't happen anymore. It must be uh... there's a just... I don't. You don't see it so much. Well, anyway, I'll go in. I don't
0: know. I don't know like, like, there's a, there's a graph somewhere that compares the the age of leading men to the like the age of the woman that they're dating in the film, and it's yeah,
2: it's like it's like yeah, always the, the, the gap I think okay, much. it's it's less extreme, is what I mean. Yeah. Like, I, like in Planet of the Apes, the man looks haggard. And, like, In some of the others, well, he does compared to the yeah, uh, no, I the, the non-talking woman in it. <laughs> It's so weird that that's like how they used to, like, I mean, it still is to some extent, but like, some of you go, Really? With that guy? I mean, clearly, they. <laughs> this is what Dad Simulator for, maybe, of the uh, slightly older looking haggard man. I mean, but, uh, although I haven't seen any pictures of to one Dad thing... Simulator. It's so, like the slightly balding one <laughs> with like a, a, limpy, a wonky eye or something. They're like quite sort of like
0: hunky. Diverse, oh, right. gay dads. They're not, any with
2: like a beer belly and like a vest on. Well, I, I think they they like <laughs>
0: yeah, they, they. I imagine they represent uh, like the spectrum of
2: sexy dads. dads.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess. Right. And I think, and I've seen people praising like, like the character creator for being able to create all sorts of people.
1: Cool, sounds- as long as they're dads. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, I might test it out. Well, I've got, I've still got, a, I've got a Steam key uh, for the what's it, the the pigeon dating one because it, it, it was in a humble bundle, uh, and I've given that, I've given that to my girlfriend, so I think I might get her to give, <laughs> give, give me some feedback on it.
2: I love that. Please date a pigeon for me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna need you to date this pigeon. Well, not, not necessarily my... this pigeon.
0: Just date a pigeon. A
1: variety of pigeons. <laughs>
0: <laughs> obviously, obviously, I want you to meet the right pigeon.
2: Yeah, it's important to, to me. Anything. No, no. Consider your pigeon options. Don't pigeonhole anybody. Hey, <laughs> oh, can help it. can help it. <laughs> I forgot what we were even. What were we talking about? Oh, we got sidetracked. <laughs> um, well, what... Oh yeah, you guys were talking about battlegrounds. Oh, that we're. Is well, I think
0: I think I don't know. I, feel like, I think I've reached the extent of things I want to say about battlegrounds. Cool. It's uh, it's, it's good fun. It is
1: very good fun. It. I, I mean. It kind of depends what you're into. Like, if, if you're not into multiplayer shooters, you won't, like, be into this one. But it's kind of like. It's like, you know, you, you take a game like, like Daisy or something, and, like. And you just you take it and you distill it and just get the exciting bits out, and then, like, make it actually work and not be a buggy pile of shit like most of those games. And then you have a serviceable, fun video game that will destroy you internally. I
0: would give it two enthusiastic thumbs up. Yeah.
1: I only have two thumbs, but yeah, yeah, sure. I'd give it two. If I had more, maybe available, that would change the scale.
0: I guess. Well, I guess in like Deus <laughs> land people probably have more cybernetic thumbs. Exactly.
2: Could something. easily have all just thumbs. I mean, how? Oh, I, mean,
0: I mean, I guess that's 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 the kind of exciting prospect that a future of cybernetic enhancement holds is that a far more diverse rating system. We can finally escape the clutches of the two thumb. System. exactly for years it has
1: held us <laughs> held us in thrall Yes, we can fi- Roman times we can finally have critics who can have a full hundred array of thumbs all across their body oh, that we like erect on command
2: like, that is a, a slippery slope game. being a one thumb up review unreal that's a slippery slope we're gonna have like one and a half thumbs <laughs> and then it'll be like well might as well just have three thumbs like, now and next thing you know it's like two thousand thumbs out of four thousand and and this escalation, and you know, then you've just got a thumb person with like it's basically cousin it with thumbs.
0: Yeah, That's you, just a... you, go, you go to the cybernetic upgrade. And you're like, Hi, I'm a I'm a cult, I'm a cultural critic. I I need some thumbs to enhance my review scale. You need to tell like, them two thousand thumbs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm gonna produce the most comprehensive. Like each thumb is like color coded and represents like a different subset of human emotion and, like, they flick up and down on command in response to certain stimuli, and just, like, you'd have him there through a whole movie, and, like, you'd just see his thumbs, like, flicking up and down, and you'd finally know this is the definitive opinion. <laughs> anyway, was was there some kind of card game someone wanted?
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think actually... covered in a horrific amount of appendages. <laughs> yeah. That's,
2: that's quite <laughs> It is, it is. You're in now with the segues today. It's... Impressive. Oh, uh, Yeah, no, I um, I finally, after owning the game for what like seven months, managed to get a game of the Arkham Horror card game in and do the full campaign from the uh, core set, and it was it was really good, really really good. The um, so people who don't know, uh, Arkham Horror card game is basically a card game version of the Arkham Horror board game, which is a game about stopping Cthulhu monsters from taking over the world. Uh, the board games are kind of a bit more random. I mean, you can die from. Swallowing a pickled onion, I think, or something ridiculous, uh, in the Horror card game, you just draw a card, roll some dice. If you fail, you die from choking on a pickled onion, which is—I <laughs> mean, don't knock it. Pickled onions claim far too many lives each year. You've been warned, folks. Careful of them; they're dangerous. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So this is much less random and more, but more of a tactical card game that also has a cool story. Because he, the box comes with three missions and they all tie into each other. So the depending on how well you did in the mission before it depends on how you start the following mission, and then it slowly escalates. So in this one, you uh, you and your friend are in your study looking I mean, to mysterious it's, it's events it's in Arkham. Bro. Yeah, it's a cooperative game. You're looking into mysterious events in in Arkham and then things happen and you've got to find clues. You got to fight some monsters. You've got to work together and uh, try and solve what's happening. And, um, yeah, it works really, really well. The at the end of each mission, if you're playing a campaign, you get experience points depending on what you did, which means you can put different cards in because certain cards are like just better versions of other ones are a higher level, but they cost experience points to use or put in your deck first place rather. It's so no, it's really like a, strong.
0: A deck that you're kind of use like that represents your
2: sp- yeah you, investigator. Yeah, so you'll have things in it like if you play as like the policeman guy, he'll have like a gun. And there's a cop, that might show up randomly, weirdly in your study. I brought my buddy cop, <laughs> or like a flashlight, things like that. So and then each each instead of using dice as most games do that like for random chance stuff, this has like a it's it called the chaos bag, which is basically a load of tokens, and you fish out one of those, and then it gives you a modifier to your stat whenever you try and do anything from fight to run away to look for clues which is really really good and then you can it, that shifts depending on the difficulty as well but also the one of the coolest things that this has is it has weaknesses and weaknesses uh, everyone each each character because there's, there's five distinct characters there's five different classes that all do different things and all play very differently um they all have a very specific weakness like one of them has a copy of the Necronomicon that will come out, and you're like, no, not the Necronomicon! I was like about to do something useful here! Um, and we had, I, in our campaign of it, right at the end, like the, the second to last turn, we, we were so close to losing, but so close to winning at the same time, I drew the Necronomicon at the beginning of my turn and had to play it immediately. And then when I did a skill check, I ended up getting the thing that meant that it was an instant fail because I had the Necronomicon in play and it was just like this moment where like thematically <laughs> suddenly your character's stricken by the knowledge of the Necronomicon and keels over and can't quite do what they were meant to do and it's just like no! And it's got some real tension and real like actual story to it. They are into
0: their chaos bag and like shit I packed the Necronomicon. Yes, yes. I meant to leave this at home. It's like the opposite
1: yeah. of like realizing you've forgotten to pack stuff for the holiday. Like you reach into yeah. your, your like suitcase no, and I you're like, Oh not like, again.
0: You get to the security checkpoint and you've forgotten to put all your fluids into a bag <laughs> and you reach in and just pull out like a litre bottle of absolute yeah, no. <laughs> to recover your health. Or, or yes. <laughs> like the guy's
1: like, Oh, can I can I check your bag, sir? And like he opens it up in like a like an infinite tentacle. Creature leaps out, destroying the sanity of everyone around. Sorry, yes.
0: that's, my, that's my chaos bag. <laughs> yeah, please don't
1: look in here. <laughs> don't don't put it it's... under the X-ray machine.
0: So the so the weaknesses are like cards to, in your deck. There's just like that
2: you yeah have yes to have. you always you can... have two. So you have one that's random, which could be it's like paranoia or uh, something like that. That's that's just a basic one. And you have one that's specific to your character. That's like about their backstory or. Who they are and things. So I think like the the criminal in it has like uh, hospital fees for his like dead mum or something that he has to pay off. Um, the librarian has the Necronomicon. It's set in America. And, yeah, it's set in it's set in the town of Arkham from the uh, Arkham Horror, <coughs> the town of Arkham from the Lovecraft books and stuff. So, okay. yeah. oh, and here I was yeah. thinking
1: it was a Batman game.
2: No, but that's what Batman Arkham is inspired by. Yeah. gosh. <laughs> but um, yeah no it's really really good it's probably the most sort of like it's kind of treads that line really nicely between RPG game and card game really well because it has the really nice sort of like story elements as well as being like a nice co-op strategy or PGE card game
0: have you been playing it's with really the good. same uh, co-op partner, partner
2: yeah there. me and my friend played the entire three missions in the in an afternoon and we played the same three same two characters and we leveled up our decks as we went along and by like the final mission we were like pimped out a bit more we had like cool ruins i played as the librarian lady I had like i had like awesome encyclopedia book which like just makes you good at things because you have an encyclopedia <laughs> you can just check something you're like right i know how to fight a monster you get plus two to your fighting <laughs> encyclopedias man <laughs> and he was playing as the rogue guy who had to pay off his uh, uh, hospital bills and he got stuff like <laughs> like a like a shotgun and um, like all sorts of other weird cool stuff but it is, it's really good it has a really good escalation it really makes you want to get the other box and um, get the other smaller expansions and play like a, a longer campaign they release like monthly packs of cards is that yeah it's the... by fantasy flight it's that LCG sort of um I oh, see. So yeah. It's
0: pricing the living thing. card game. Uh, yeah. Like, release model. They'll be like,
2: here are three monthly
0: packs of, like, 12 cards.
2: I think it. Yeah, I so think it's more than get, that because
0: like, it has. You little, like, small packs of cards. You get, like, a. And then yeah, I
2: think you probably get close to. Yeah, close to about, sort of, 30, 40, I think. Like, each one is uh, an individual story which has, like, monsters and how that works there, as well as some player cards as well that you add in. So I think you get, like,. I think it's like twelve player cards and then maybe like twenty or so monster ones or something for a monster deck. Um, but yeah, the for the expansion, I think it's like the Dunwich Legacy or something. So that's like the beginning story of another campaign that is then continued through all the smaller expansions as well. So I think it ends up being like a nine part campaign rather than just a three part. So that that's pretty cool.
0: Oh, it's a really it's a really interesting format for for a co op game because so many like. All of, all of Fantasy Flight's other living card games and other collectible card games are always kind of competitive. Yeah. So many competitive games, you get like, you kind of get like power creep or complaints about <coughs> certain cards being more powerful than others, and it's really important that the, the developer kind of keeps a, a steady power curve. Yeah. But with, with, because it's co op, mm. like, that, that problem is far less of a problem if you release powerful cards because it doesn't impact like your experience as much because you're not playing against yeah, other I, people I d- with those cards.
2: You're always playing together, so if you get a more powerful card it doesn't It's, like, it's like, awesome, you've got this awesome powerful card that you can put in your deck. or like And they can also balance it quite nicely because they can go and put like maybe a monster in that kind of just negates that sort of thing, and then that makes your strategy in that area completely void. But also because like, of the XP system as well, that you can't just put in something amazingly powerful straight away. You have to kind of earn it. It's just really, really interesting, I think. So like, there are things that come in the base game. that you are like, whoa, that's insane! But then you can't put it in in your first first game. You might not even be able to put it in until like the final mission, almost final campaign part. And then you are like, you like really need it then because like all the scary stuff's coming out. So it's like, it has a it balances really well. It's like the entire the entire game, apart from a bit... The first mission's less strong than the other two, but it's it's very much introductory. But the for the most part, it's, like, constant, like, tension of, like, if you're not careful and you, like, are a bit stupid, like, things will just kill you. Like, nobody has that much health that they're, like, gonna not heal over and die one way or another. Someone... Generally, people are either, like... Because there's two health systems. There's normal health and then there's sanity. And, um... Generally, someone's just good in one of those, so you either have like someone who's got lots of health or someone who's got lots of sanity, so that that you always kind of have a weakness in one area, and then also there's the actual weaknesses as well that could can throw a real spanner in. But the other co-op uh, fantasy flight game is the Lord of the Rings one, and this feels like a really good sort of... And they've learned a lot from that, because a lot of the systems are very similar um, with like how the story works and stuff, but there's just... It's got so much more on top of that as with the uh, with the campaign structure and the, the XP system and just the way that all the rounds work is a lot better, I think. Yeah, the Lord of the Rings one's really good. If you like Lord of the Rings, I would no, recommend it. It sounds, it sounds
0: really cool. Like, I really like the idea of just levelling up a deck. Like I've, I'm quite fond of the... I've only got one deck builder, but there's something very satisfying about having a like, deck of cards and just slowly improving it and making it either more
2: efficient or better or yeah, yeah. And the decks are quite nice and small as well. Like if you played like Magic the Gathering or something like that, like sixty card decks are massive. This is a nice streamlined thirty card deck, so you never put anything in there that's unnecessary or it that's not like you never you never draw a card in and go, Well that's rubbish. Because all the cards have uh they're all either useful for what they do on the card or you can use them to either help a friend with a skill check because 'cause they'll have a symbol on the left hand side. And that gives them a plus one whenever they're doing something, or you can use as many as you want on yourself whenever you're doing something. So you could like burn your hand to like ensure, well, try and ensure that you succeed in doing something. So there's a really, it's got a really interesting hand management bit in there as well. It's really good. I'd, I'd highly recommend it, and um, I'm hoping to get the expansion at some point and try that.
1: Also, incidentally, <clears throat> to jump in with a comment, since I. Since my function here is to purely make jokes when you're talking about card games, that about is, which I know about which I know nothing, um, the idea of a living card game itself sounds uh, vaguely like Lovecraftian. Like, <laughs> like you don't it read it like a journal entry from a guy who implores you never to speak of it again about how he went <laughs> into into the back of a bar once and there was an unnamed bartender dealing out a pack of cards he'd never seen before and so on. That's me. I made <laughs> made my statutory comment for this section. I mean, worth it. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I, I'd recommend it though. Uh, two thumbs up if I had more, like we said.
1: <laughs> if you had an oscillating thumb array, you'd be using yes. it right now.
2: You have yet to unlock the XP to add more thumbs to your deck. This is true, I haven't unlocked any thumbs. So, speaking of other creatures of the night, uh, George, you played some more Fury of the Dracula. Fury of the this... Dracula? Fury of Dracula. Fury of,
0: Fury of Dracula. <laughs> yes. Uh, and this time I got to be Dracula, which was fun.
2: Was... Did you... Dress up in a cape and put some fake fangs in. No, <laughs> mm, deeply <laughs> I mean, disappointed. That, so I did, I oh, okay, fair up. enough. Dress down for the occasion <laughs> cause, you <know>. yeah,
1: business <laughs> casual, casual Fridays.
2: Yeah, I, I didn't wear the ruffles. I suppose, fairness, you're trying to hide as Dracula, so you want to be as uh, low-key, low key as possible. Nunnery outfit or something. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, so expect Dracula to be a nun.
0: Yeah, because last, well, okay, the last, previous podcast, I had played Fury of Dracula 3rd Edition, which is the most up to date uh, version of the game. But this time I got to try out the 2nd Edition, um, which I think is also by Fantasy Flight, but the, the game itself is a licensed property from Games Workshop. But the 2nd Edition basically adds more randomness and kind of gamey elements to the, the formula in which four hunters try and capture or kill uh, Dracula as he secretly moves throughout Europe trying to raise a host of vampires uh, and this time I got I got to be Dracula
2: so is it and really God. different than playing the
0: second mission a lot is the same the biggest difference really comes in with the kind of Dracula's power and the way combat works Okay. So basically, in this, so in this, so in the, sorry, in the third edition, basically, it, turns alternate between day and night. So during the day, all of the vampire hunters can move, and then they have a night phase where they don't get to move, they just get to mm. perform an, an another action in the city that they're in. Right. Whereas in the second edition, the day and night is longer, so you have three turns where it's the day. So you have dawn, midday, evening, and then you have three turns where it's the night. Uh, and depending yeah. on the day and night, Dracula is either really powerful or really weak, right? Um, so during the night, Dracula is, re- is really powerful. He gets bonuses to his combat, whereas but during the day, he's really crap. Uh, and so the way the combat works in the third edition is a bit kind of rock paper In like you both you have like a hand of cards, you both reveal cards, and you're like you know if you reveal like a bite symbol, that beats. Like a that beats certain symbols or is beaten by other symbols, okay. And so the symbol that wins that, like, the the power takes effect. (laughs) Whereas in the second edition, you it has a similar thing where you play a card, and depending on what the other person played, your card has a different effect. Okay, so like if I try to bite them, and they it will say, like, if they played punch, rifle, escape then you bite them. If they played Holy Relic or Garlic, then you just do damage. And if they played this card, nothing happens. But the way okay. you decide whose card take, takes effect is you essentially both roll a d6, and whoever rolls higher has their card take effect, essentially. So so there's so the 8 kind of which adds in a whole lot more randomness. However, during the night phase, Dracula gets plus one to all his rolls. So he's immediately more powerful Mm. and gets to choose from essentially a hand of eight combat cards, which have various powers. Whereas during the day, he doesn't get plus one to his rolls, and he only has three cards that he can choose from. So he's immediately a lot weaker, because you play a card, um, you then have to leave it out on the table, play a new, and then the second round of combat, you play the next card and you get to pick up the card you played the previous round. So with the only three cards, one of which is escape, oh, I see, it's really difficult to fight the hunters because essentially they know exactly
2: they what have a lot your of other thing idea. is going to be. Okay,
0: but to balance that out, the hunt the the vampire hunters also get a lot of really powerful abilities. So my initial plan was kind of hide in hide in England, which is kind of a slightly odd place to start because there aren't many locations in England to kind of move between. Uh, and then I was gonna like hop in a boat and, uh, and quickly sail to kind of southern Spain. But basically, I, my I like the third turn. The mm. there was a ran there was a card that was drawn that basically said you have to reveal uh, the leftmost card on your movement track. So the basically essentially the oldest place. Uh, but because it was only three turns in, it was it meant it was quite recent. So it immediately showed that I was in England, and I was like, oh crap! So I had to change my plan and fled. Uh, but was doing quite well and basically got to five points of the six that I needed to win. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you get points by dropping vampires behind you in your travels, and then they mature and score you points. Um, yeah. And then also you score two points if you manage to essentially incapacitate a hunter, hmm. uh, which I did manage to. Uh, should I to do? But then I got cornered because <laughs> the like the hunter get. The Vampire Hunters get like, this thing called Resolve, which they can spend to activate quite powerful abilities, one of which is to essentially like move to any other location, Yeah. Uh, but they take damage equal to the number of points I need to win. so oh, it's okay. Just, so it so scales, I get, scales cl- that way. So as I get closer to winning, it doesn't really cost them much to zip to my lo- like to where they think I am. Right. I mean, they have a limited number Could you of do that in- Resolve points you do that-, that they can spend.
2: Yeah. Uh, is, is that in again. the third edition as well, George? No,
0: so that's not in. So basically, there's the like, there's no real difference between day and night in terms of well, like there there are some differences. Like I think Dracula can only bite people in the night in third edition, but the the powers are all toned down a lot. The dice mechanic is completely removed, um, right? And it's far more sure how Dracula is running away. Whereas in the second edition, there is this twist between during the night, suddenly the hunters need to run away because in a fight it's 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 tough to beat Dracula, right? But then suddenly it turns the day and to run away, and basically I got cornered at dawn. Essentially, so I had three turns to be running away during the night, and basically, spot I only did one point, so I kind of threw caution to the wind and tried to attack a kind of weak hunter, having up until that point been a very arrogant vampire because I'd always been going into combat with like plus one to all my rolls, powerful cards, and my uh, my overconfidence was my weakness. And I was oh. So it's like, oh, wait, I only have these three cards, and I don't get bonuses to my dice rolls. Rest yeah, in this peace. Is, this is really hard. And I died.
1: I, I have a question for you, George. When you died, was one of your cards a quiz card?
0: <laughs> it was. Hey. It was in, uh, in my will as a vampire, it said, read this quiz. Of me, Dracula.
2: Before you do that, though, was it better than the third edition? Which one do you think was best?
0: I preferred it, I think, because I liked how, like, I liked the noticeable change in how powerful Dracula was. Having played Dracula, I'd be genuinely scared of Dracula as the Hunter. Yeah, so, like, there were more gamey elements. The most the most recent edition is, is more streamlined. Things have been toned mm. down a little bit, which it, which does improve, you improve things in certain areas, but also right. a lot of people don't like, kind of, the big random element that comes at each other.
2: Yeah, yeah. I but,
0: yeah it's kind of a personal taste thing.
2: Yeah, fair enough. Cool, we can quiz now. Though.
1: You can reach into Dracula's tomb and unfurl the scroll he left for you with <laughs> video game-related questions upon it. I want
0: to take your knowledge. He does. i <laughs> trying try to live up to the uh, the high standard of
2: Dracula impressions that you set it,
1: last week. Well, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard to live up to. I am, after all, a professional
2: it's probably a good place for vampires to live is Scotland. They don't like the sun. So.
1: Not exactly. It's miserable up here. Anyway. <laughs>
2: what are we talking about? <laughs>
1: uh, a quiz.
2: Hello. Is it dinner time? <laughs> no. It's quiz time. A quiz. Okay. A about. quiz. Good.
0: I have prepared a quiz to test your video game knowledge of the naughty. Oh dear. The I think we were, The naughty we video saying? games. Naughty video, the naughty video game quiz. Nice. So, is that games that are naughty? Naughty, naughty. No, because I would say that the, uh, you know, two thousand to, I can't remember if I stopped two thousand nine or went into two thousand ten.
2: I'm on board now. Okay, right. two thousand ten.
0: Right. because Sorry. that is a nice round number. So, we're not talking about naughty
2: video games if... like Legend of and Harry and stuff like that. We're no. talking about in the two thousands.
0: The first decade of the century. Yes because i would say that you know it was a, a formative decade for for us as people who play video
2: games this is yep. true as a thought you know they called that the, the naughties. what do they call this decade the tenties? Uh, yeah the yeah,
1: like, teens? i think eh?
0: there's possibly the teenies the teenies but, oh no uh, is, oh,
1: please yeah. yeah i i, <laughs> I was always fundamentally opposed to naughties as a term like whenever it came up i was like what is this and if people start saying teenies, I might might top myself.
2: <laughs> yeah, Teenies is pretty bad. Um, Last
1: well,
0: thing, I guess, if you like, if you look back, you've got like you get, you, know, you go back, you get the forties and the th- preceded by the thirties, preceded by the twenties, and then you get you know that decade is kind of dominated by the Great War. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, there's been no war this decade. Not yet. And then before that, you've kind of got the Edwardian era, but we're not really hallmarking our decades by the monarch anymore. So.
2: Yeah, that's true. Well, Though I
0: guess, because obviously things in recent history we view, like, it's far more recent, so we view things by the decade, you know, like the Victorians and go, oh yes, that was the Victorian era, but, all 60 years of that i love rate. to exist broke, in the Victorian they, era right now, boys. <laughs> like, they, obviously they broke things down into decades, so mm. I guess okay. we will be the right. second Elizabeth.
1: era. We are not technically a historiography um, podcast. Uh, we may I, st- I think we are. We are able to we're,
2: predict future historiography. Yeah, exactly. We've pulled George's historian out of him. Oh
1: yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about you. I've
0: been, I've been subtly trying to to lead us there. There you go. <laughs> turn turn this into the, uh, the future historiography conversation. Ah, nice that I want. So this quiz. I have taken five uh, games from each year in the naughty. Okay. Uh I will give you those five games and you just need to tell me the year. Okay. Now, of course, as we progress through the quiz, by process of elimination, you'll be able to work out what years remain. So, to make that slightly harder, I'm going to give you two sets of games from two years at a time. And then you can tell me which two which pair of years you think
1: they are. Okay. And do we? Is this a is this a collective effort? Is it me and Nevi, or are we competing against each other in a blood sport?
2: Is there a prize? It's, it's, it's probably is a more a apt question. Oh, there it we are. Is, We're playing against uh, each other. <laughs> no, we don't share no prizes. <laughs> yeah, if, you know, porn
0: demands blood. Right. And it shall be shared on this field of quizzing for the ultimate prize of competence.
2: Good. <laughs> not a chicken dinner. I mean.
0: No. I mean... Perhaps, you know, only through competence can you attain a chicken
1: dinner. Yeah, okay.
0: So I will give you the... Uh, the t- I'll give you five games, and then I'll give you a second set of five games. Uh, and then you can... Confer- oh, you know, I'll allow you to confer with each other, but of course I will need separate answers from both of you. Okay. As to which two years you think they are. Okay. So we'll, uh, we'll kick off with uh, the first round of five. Right. Okay. Round one of five. So, the first set uh, you have Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Okay. And you have Echo the Dolphin, Defender of the Future. <laughs> there was another. Uh, <laughs> Defender of the Future! <laughs> yes, Echo Echo the Dolphin, Defender
1: of the Future. If he does defend the future. He does.
2: If anyone were to defend my future, it, it would be echo, def- echo the Dolphin.
0: We have Star Wars Jedi Starfighter, Conflict Desert Storm, and SoCom Navy SEALs. All those games came out in the same (laughs) year. You just need to have a think about which year that is.
2: Right. Okay. Uh, The second set,
0: I'll uh, quickly give you the second set. Go for it. Is Red Steel 2. Art style: Rotozola. What the fuck? What? <laughs> ben Ten: Ultimate Alien: Cosmic Destruction. Sorry, Ultimate Alien: Colon: Cosmic Destruction. Nine
1: Nine
0: Nine: Colon: Nine Hours, Comma: Nine Persons, Comma: Nine Doors. Okay. And a hundred classic books.
2: What? Right. That-, <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: that one was on the DS, I believe. Okay. That, in itself, is a, is a clue which I should not be giving you.
1: Yeah, you shouldn't give us that kind of thing, or we'll know all the answers off instantly.
0: You see, okay. I didn't want to pick, you know, I, was, I tried to stay away from the more AAA titles. Yeah, perhaps. ones we'd know.
1: Yeah.
0: I imagine you might have heard of some of these. <laughs> yes, well, of course <laughs> I've heard of... I didn't want to make this all... <laughs> I've years. heard of books. <laughs> of course I've heard of
1: Ben 10, <laughs> Ultimate Alien, colon... Uh, colon yeah, Destruction, colon whatever it is.
0: Defenders, yeah.
2: Defenders so, of uh, ben Tenet, colon.
0: Uh, Ultimate Colon Destruction is a... <laughs> <laughs>
1: ben
2: 10's <Tenet's> Ultimate Colon. <laughs> <laughs> as I said, this is not Naughty
0: Games, this is yeah. Naughties Games. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the first set was so Navy Seals, Sonic Adventure 2, Battle, Echo the Dolphin, Defender of the Future, Star Wars, Jedi Starfighter, <laughs> and Conflict Desert Storm. Okay. So okay. do you want to have a guess as to the year those games came out.
1: I, I think I have an idea.
2: I think I do too. Right. I think.
1: I, I will yeah, I will go first. I believe that no. you have you've started us off at the very beginning and that is the year two thousand.
2: I think he's wrong. I think that is two thousand and one.
1: Well, we'll find okay.
2: out
0: I'll uh, make a note of those answers. So Gav you said t- the year two thousand, Nevi you said the year two thousand and one. So oh, second what what would be your answer for the second set of games mm. which to repeat was red steel 2 art style Rotozoa, <laughs> I love red that game 10, ultimate alien cosmic <laughs> destruction 999 9 hours 9 persons 9 doors and of course 100 classic books
2: I'm going to assume that's 2009 now.
1: I'm going to go earlier I'm going to say 2007
0: Okay so Answers are in for the first round. Uh, I will be awarding one point for each correct answer uh, as we operate on a system of most points equals a win. Incredible. Damn, it's not, play- not like golf. No.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Entirely unlike golf. Uh, My strategy is thrown so, uh, out the window. I can reveal that SOCOM Navy SEALs, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, and so on came out in. Two thousand and two. Oh wow!
1: Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Hey, I, I honestly, when when I heard Echo the Dolphin, I was like, right, <laughs> this can't be that late."
2: No, is it? Because it was. It must an original Starfighter that came out in two thousand and one. Then uh... Jedi Starfighter was to come out the year after. And that's what I was trying, That's the only one I actually played of on, on the list, and I was like, I'm trying to work out when that that one came out. I
0: played. I played Jedi Starfighter. I played. I hadn't played. I think I. I played once some of the second series on PSP, uh, and I'd played. I remember playing Conflict Desert Storm
2: on PS2. I need to look up the
0: Echo the Dolphin game because you... well, I. Well, I always remember. I, like Conflict Desert Storm had the weirdest co-op campaign, because the first what like the second player started in prison and had to wait for like entire entire mission <laughs> to be released from prison. So like one player because like you were. I think you were like sort of special forces in the first Gulf War. Yeah. And, but like, it had it had co-op. Mm. But in like the first yeah. mission, one person started in prison and the other person had to let them out. Right, Or perhaps
2: there was a way to escape, but it... Yeah. So more to the point, see,
1: obviously we didn't know the answer, so none of those games I mean, are even I mean, remotely really culturally really
2: important. I mean, I'm, I'm going to play, play Pedant here and say Gav, be, do you have a point, I mean Echo the Dolphin uh, did originally come out in 2000 but was re-released in the Playstation 2 in two thousand. Was, was it
1: not a sequel or uh, It
2: was originally released in the Dreamcast oh. but um, yeah uh, Anyway. Well, I'm tempted to minus a point for criticism
0: <laughs> <laughs> slapdash Wikipedia research. Minus one pedantry
1: <laughs> We are but... playing golf <laughs> Not that kind of Got game Got a birdie monster,
2: so I will overlook it Okay. for so the
0: second set. <laughs> I I have tried to <laughs> avoid re-releases, however.
2: No, no. I I was just curious. I was just I hadn't heard of it. <laughs> I was just like, oh, what is this? Okay. So the second set. Cash
0: game. So, uh, the second set, which was Red Steel Two, Artstyle watches Over, Ben Ben Ten the Ben Ten game, Nine Nine Nine, and hundred classic books, released in two thousand
1: and ten. Oh fuck! That was so late.
0: Still, <sighs> no points.
1: Jesus, we're terrible at this. We don't know we anything are. about video games.
0: I'm, I'm... Yeah, Red Cell right, so... 2 was on the Wii, I believe. Yeah, it was. a laser sword samurai cowboy type of person. Uh, 100 classic <coughs> books was just a whole. A 100 was 100 classic books that you could read on your DS. Um, yeah. I don't know anything about those.
2: 999 good. is like one of those Escape the Room type It is. 999 is DS a very games good game. Isn't it? Yeah. <coughs> I, was I, was like, knew it. I did. I, I, I did. I've know heard of, of that game. game. I, uh,
1: I played it much later than its release, which is the problem yes, so
2: there. I think I played it about two, three years ago. So, yeah. Anyway. Okay. So on to the second set of games.
1: Zero points so far for either of us.
2: So, uh, yeah. Good job. No, no losers yet. Think, yeah, uh, there are no we're losers. Both winners at the moment. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Roll on, Quizmaster.
0: I've just noticed that I've managed to lose the year for this one set of games. Okay, I can't remember it, so I have to Google it quickly. But I'll I'll go into the first set. Okay, Uh, we've got Jet Lee Rise to Honor, Far Cry, Grand Theft Auto on the Game Boy Advance, (laughs) JFK Reloaded. (laughs) What? (laughs) And Mr. Driller Drill Spirits. Right. See, I'm I. JFK right. Reloaded was the, it was it was a, it was a really weird and controversial game in, w- which simulated the assassination of JFK. I think I actually remember it, but I it, I remember it fondly as somehow a cracked version of it ended up on the school computer. That system. that is
1: literally how I remember it as well. It must have been a common thing at the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's re- really weird, but somehow it ended up on the school computer system. And so all of the all of the school computers just had a copy of JFK Reloaded. <laughs> which like, in, in which you were, yeah, you just you know you you were the sniper in the book repository. And Incredible! You watched the parade and shot JFK with, and then it would give what you game? like a sort of it would give you like a ballistics report and show you all the shots that you fired and the you get, kind of result. Right, okay. Uh, the second the second set is zookeeper, Judge Dread, Dread versus Death. Rave Master, Frogger, Ancient Shadow, and Brothers in Arms, and
1: Blood. Ooh, ooh. Uh, right for the first set. <laughs> yeah. I I'm not sure. But I am thinking 2004, late GBA cycle.
2: Yeah, that's exactly what I was. Because
1: I'm basically going off Far Cry. Because yeah, I, I think well, Far Cry was a 2004 game and then Crysis came out 2007. So are we both answering I, that for the same? Yeah, I understand. Yeah, They're both go
0: 2004. 2004 as well. But it's not with 2004. And for th- okay, and we've got the second set, which is Zookeeper, Just Dread,
2: Rave Master, Frogger, and Brothers and Arts.
1: I. Uh, that's a more difficult one. Yeah, I'm going to go 2007. I. I'm going to go earlier and. I'm going to say 2003 actually. I'm going to go 2003 because I think Dread was a very early early well not early but it was PS2.
0: Okay. Well, excitingly you have both scored a point. Yes! uh, For the first set. Nice. It was indeed 2004, the release of Far Cry and Grand Theft Auto for the Game Boy Advance.
1: Nice. And whatever all the other games were.
0: Yeah. Um, was, uh, spirits and Jet Li, <laughs> Warner, which perhaps had uh, less lasting impact. Was that or...
1: a movie tie-in to that Jet Li film that was out at that time? I guess it must have been. Like anyway, anyway, which Jet Li film? I think it was Hero or something.
0: Oh, that maybe no uh, Hero. I think oh, Hero one. was after. Season. Oh, one. The second set was 2005. Oh was piss.
1: I thought 2005 as well, but I, you
0: know, I was I was certain you guys would of course remember Rave Master.
1: I I know. Well, I, I was going off Brothers in Arms partially, but then I, I 2003 does sound too early. But I just remember the Judge Dread game, like it's really basic looking, and so I thought like it's got to be early because I, I remember yeah, seeing. That just,
2: game. I, I thought it was one of those weird ones that just came out late and just looked rubbish. <laughs> yeah. So still some of those. Anyway, again, right, none so of, was it 2005? Did you say? Yeah,
0: so that was 2004.
1: Anyway, none of those games can be culturally important again because we don't know their release dates. So. Yes,
2: therefore, wipe uh, them from history. Exactly.
1: They don't matter. We will
2: remember Driller and the Drill Soul yeah, or whatever. We
1: will that remember was. that best game. but
2: That was from 2004, our, our favourite our year. Fa- the only good year so far, <laughs> yeah. I think. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think. Let, let's just remind ourselves now that despite what was said earlier, it's rather than uh, this quiz quizzing us really it's us quizzing video games because yes. if we don't know the video game it doesn't matter rather than this is us a... not being very clever which we obviously yeah. are that's self-evident
2: this is just an empirical way of judging which was the best year of video games.
1: this is the the current the closest we've yet achieved to the ideal oscillating thumb array of the future <laughs> <Yeah. I> mean,
0: <coughs> the answer for the best year of Video games is of course 2007 but we'll come to that Okay.
1: oh that's a hint
0: it is uh, so <coughs> next set uh, we've got Jazz Jackrabbit Night Rider The Game <laughs> Rayman 3 Hoodlum Havoc WWE Crush Hour oh, fuck. And The Hobbit
1: right uh I am gonna dangerously repeat an answer. No, am I? No, uh, we no I'll
0: give you. The, I'll give you. I'll give you the second set. Okay. Uh, we've got Star Wars: Empire at War, Final Fantasy Eleven, Super Ooh. Monkey Ball Adventure, Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops, and Bubble Bobble Evolution.
1: Okay.
2: Right. I think is the first one, two thousand and one. My
1: guess. First, that. What are you thinking? Again? I. I think it must be, because I, I I owned and played a great deal of WWE Crush Hour as a child. One might say it's the mo- the only good video game ever released. <laughs> and. The only one. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna have to concur with with him there, because I think because Jazz Jackrabbit as well. That's that's old, because that's that's isn't that. Isn't that Cliffy B's what game? Is that, is it? That's the game Cliff Blazinski made before Gears of War, I think. That's such an awesome That sounds game, bizarre, but I think it's true. I
0: mean, a, right. a natural succession. Yeah. What just... were
2: the games in that in that
0: year? You said. Uh, for for the, the first set was *Jazz*, yeah. *Jack Rabbit*, *Knight Rider*, the game *Rayman 3*, *Big Havoc, and *WWE Crush Hour*. Right. The *Hobbit*. The oh yeah, set, I think it was Star the *Hobbit* one. Yeah. Yeah, Star I Wars think I... War. Yeah. Final Fantasy XI, Super Monkey Ball, Metal Gear Pop-Lops, and Bubble Bubble Evolution.
2: Mm. What are you thinking for the second set? Go.
1: Um, I'm a bit conflicted because I don't know if Final Fantasy XI because that was the MMO one, and I know it's been running for yonks or, or a while. I'm going to have to say on that one, 2006, because I'm reasonably certain that it was that kind of era because I don't think I know Final Fantasy eleven is old, but I don't think it's older than World of Warcraft. Mm. And also there was the other one that was said Portable Ops and I think I think that was two thousand and six. <laughs> so I think that was right. before I... Metal Gear sword Four. That's my theory. Yeah.
2: George, I'm gonna check. Have we already had two thousand and two? Uh then, 2002. <laughs> oh no, we, yeah, we did. We did. Was the first then one 2003. <laughs> 2003.
0: For the, for the second one? Yeah. Cool. So, I can reveal the first set in which Jazz Jackrabbit, Night Rider of the Game, WWE Crush Hour, The Hobbit, and Renewable Three were released was 2003. Oh, now, bollocks. I was going to yes, say 2003. Not... <laughs> now so... I'm just wrong. <laughs> and me. <laughs> You're both wrong, and Nevi, I think you can you know that you are wrong for the next one as well. Yes. Interesting. That was the year that the Game Boy Advance SP was released. Incredible. It was my first ever gaming console. I got it a couple of years later in shiny red. Cool. Was moment.
1: I remember the tribal one being very fashionable. Oh, anyway.
0: Bitch. So on to the second set. Uh, that was 2006. Yes. So
2: you get, uh, you get a second uh, point. Shocking. I thought it was earlier than that. Final Fantasy eleven.
1: No, I I was thinking but my theory was I thought it was really early because it's a really basic looking MMO. But then I thought to myself, it's gotta be after Final Fantasy ten. Yeah, that was two thousand and one. Was it? Yeah. Wow. I'm
2: writing an article on it at the moment, so I looked it up.
1: Anyway, anyway. Uh, I I didn't think it was pre World Warcraft for one reason or another.
2: Yeah, no, fair enough. Ah. I really thought it was.
1: What I think I, so, I think I had a weird development history anyway.
2: Yeah, pull it a moment. Right. Next round. Next round. Oh,
1: well.
0: First set, we've got Rogue Galaxy, Battle Stations Midway, Jackass the Game, Company of Heroes Opposing Fronts, and Jenga World Tour.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: I think we know which one
1: will be remembered. It's the Jenga. Exactly. Well, course, was, is <coughs> competitive video game. Uh, like, some might say the beginning of esports.
2: <laughs> um, how do you even play that as a video game, Jenga? not <laughs> even understand. Well, with a controller okay. as well.
0: And how do you go on a world tour? <laughs>
2: yeah. It's just uh, Jenga with different backgrounds. Set, we
0: have Action Man Search for Base X.
1: Nice. Uh.
0: An algebra problem there, of course. Searching. uh, (laughs) Looking to the base X. (laughs) I thought it was after the Chromosome, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, Unreal Tournament. X-Men, Reign of Apocalypse. Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase. And Burnout.
1: Right. Okay, so...
0: Perhaps some games you might have heard of. Run
1: the first set by me again. What was it again?
0: Uh, Rogue Galaxy. Yeah. Battle Stations Midway. Jackass, the game. Okay. in France? I, I,
2: okay. I think I know this one. I think I know this one. I'm going to go 2007. Blah.
1: I was going to say 2007 as well. Because I think Rogue Galaxy was a very late era PS2 game.
2: It was a really late one, yeah. Yeah. the only one I've actually played on that list. And I remember getting it just after launch, I think. so. And your, sec- your
0: answer for the second one.
2: Oh, yeah. Do you want to go first for the second one, Gav?
1: But yes, I, I concur. And we're back. I concur that it was 2000 for the reason that <laughs> I definitely played that X Men game.
2: Yeah, that,
0: thinking that's early. 2000. So, <laughs> we're just going to save that again.
1: Yeah, I know. It's pretty <laughs> awful, isn't it? But I'm pretty sure they're both right.
0: So, uh, I can reveal that Rogue Galaxy Battle Stations Midway, Jackass the Game, Company Heroes, in France, and Jingle World Tour did indeed come out in 2007. Right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> See, I would consider two thousand seven perhaps the best year in video games that I've been alive for.
2: What came out that that's so good? Uh
0: okay, let's let's start. So we have Crisis. Yeah. Mass Effect. Mm. Uh Burnout Three. God of War. Call of Duty Four. Uh like an insane amount. Sorry, Burnout 3 is wrong, uh, and so is God of War, but Mass Effect, the Crisis, 4. <laughs> so, ignore all the things i just said. Right. Uh, but It's <laughs> yeah, okay. still a see... damn good year. <laughs> no, it's still, good. still a damn good year for all those games that didn't come out during
1: that year. Definitely. I 100% uh, concur. Hang
0: on. Like, it is a, a promise. I've now managed to forget all the games, which I was like... Driver 76 on the PSP. I remember that. Incredible. Cool one, if not one of the uh, the bigger games.
1: The finest experience. Uh, Halo 3. Halo 3, yeah, that's very that, true. That
0: was, oh, yeah. That's quite a big one. Uh FIFA 08.
1: FIFA 08. That was an unreal get. That was some might say the best in the FIFA series yep. on account of the the strength of the um, footballing going on. The Beam
0: the B yes. movie game. <laughs>
1: Truly really that- landmark, right? So do we? There's still one set of questions left, right? Uh, went the, the
0: so,
2: answer. Well, actually, f- you, you need the answer
0: for the second. Oh second yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we not had that. Uh, and you were very close. I'm oh fuck! It was 2001.
1: No. That was the first game. No. F- yeah, I, I just the reason I thought because I needed that. I'm pretty sure that X-Men game is a isn't it a PS1 fighting game? Because that's why I was thinking 2000, because the oh, PS2 came out in 2001.
2: Oh, is, that, is it that one? I was thinking it was the um, the party-based RPG thing.
1: Oh, well, could have been one, what? could have be been other. Could have been either,
2: <laughs> yes. What was it called? Which one? The X-Men. The one. X-Men game.
0: Oh, X-Men Reign of Apocalypse. Uh,
2: it was... It was a fighting game.
1: It was I the think. fighting game.
2: Yeah, it was. It was also on the, was all on the Game Boy Advance. Ah.
1: There's really bad like GBA versions you'd get. They were all like, sprite-based and atrocious. Yes. Okay. okay. So blurry. So,
0: uh, Assassin's Creed, I think, it was also
2: 2007.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think. No, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, was it? No, yeah it was. anyway.
2: See, t- see, what you're saying is 2007's the reason to blame for all the franchise bollocks we've had for years. <laughs> 2007 has killed us. Did the, Wii, did the Wii come out in 2007 or was that 2006? Maybe in
1: 2005, actually, I think.
0: Uh, Super Mario Galaxy, that was 2007. Nice. Right. Uh, Bioshock, 2007. Indeed. Uh, God
1: of War 2, that was 2007. Uh, you know. Do you have a Wikipedia page open? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he is a human. I think Wikipedia. I think I think I, am, uh, I, I think I, uh, I couldn't pass off. See, I remember, I definitely remembered all these games, and being impressed by the amount of games I can seven. I failed <laughs> to remember them. So moving on to the next set, we've got destroy all humans, Big Willy Unleashed, <laughs> <laughs> Trigger Trigger Heart, Exelica, Okay, okay. Big Beach Sports. Dinosaur King and Lumine's Supernova. Uh, we have got Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two, Buster Move Millennium, S S X, and Mario Tennis. Right. Only four. I've only written four in that set. Okay. I'm not sure why I did that.
1: So, I think. Uh, Part of this is just years we've not had yet, but I think the first, what was the first one again? Because I I have Uh, theories. Destroy All
0: Humans, Big Willy Unleashed. Okay. Uh, Sugar Heart, Exelica, Big Beach Sports, Dinosaur King, Lumines, Supernova. Actually, I've just noticed because I've done 2000 to 2010, there are an odd number of sections, so I'm going to have to do this as a three. So the third set oh. of the set is oh. Jambo, Safari, Animal Rescue, Resident Evil, The Darkside Chronicles, Magna Carta Two, Lucidity, and Wet.
1: Okay. Um Right. Okay. I think so, hmm? do you wanna go first, Nevi?
2: No, no, you go first.
1: I was gonna say I think the first set with Destroy All Humans, uh Big Willy, whatever we've not had two thousand and five yet, have we? Have we? Yeah, I think perhaps. Have we? I
0: can neither confirm nor deny that.
1: I thought you said. Right, whatever. Because it's not. <laughs> I know we've had. T- I can't remember. I don't have. Uh, I
0: feel like we have, but it could also be my own. Right, context.
1: I'm going to say 2005 out. for that one, although I'm not too sure, to be quite honest. Because I, I remember that game was also on the Wii. It might have been exclusively on the Wii. Anyway, I'm going to say for the second one, which was. What was it again? The second set?
0: Mario Tennis. Tennis.
1: I'm gonna say that might be the Fabled Two Thousand. The Buster Move game is maybe leading me astray, but I think Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Two came out in Two Thousand. It was a pretty sure PS One game, and the third one was almost certainly Two Thousand Eight because, for reasons unknown to humanity, I'm reasonably certain Wet came out in Two Thousand
2: Eight. Right. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the first one was Two Thousand Eight. Because I think that's one of the ones we haven't had yet. <laughs> uh, the middle one is definitely 2000, because of Tony Hawks. And I think the last one is 2009. You could. not think we've had that yet either.
1: Well, you might be Ooh. right there, I might have fucked up.
2: This is certainly
0: interesting, as the first one was 2008. Balls. Yes. Balls. That's a, that's a point Balls for
1: that brings you to 2-all. <laughs> <laughs>
0: then we move. Certainly. That means Nevi's
1: going to get two points, though. I'm going to lose.
0: And Buster move <laughs> was indeed correct. It, it was two thousand. You both <laughs> get a point. Oh, it was three all. Tension and it's all to play for as we go into this final.
1: round. Well, it's not because I, I answered two thousand eight, which has already been taken, and so it's <laughs> definitely wrong. <laughs>
0: well, sorry for building. <laughs> I've just got to. I've got to keep it interesting for the uh, listeners. Okay.
1: I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, listeners.
0: However, your logic is correct, as it was 2009. Fuck. As we had already had 2008. Fuck. So he gets a fourth point, Fuck. and in a stunning comeback, yes. takes it. Takes the win. Awesome. Does that mean I get to name it? My... I the... think I might have got one of these sets wrong. <laughs> <laughs> as, scrolling down, I can't remember if I I seem to have switched from putting the year above the set to below the set at some point.
1: Oh. <laughs> Okay,
0: <laughs> but I think actually no, I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Uh, <laughs> did I say 2005 for Judge Dread, Dread versus Death? I have no idea.
1: I've I... written this down. You. I guess that's something. Probably did. I think you did. Which is editing. But probably. I think I did. The issue why I forgot that it was said because I'm an extremely stupid man.
0: Okay, well, moving swiftly on, I can reveal that Nevi, you are the winner of awesome. The most competent person that knows about games that came out in 2000. Yes.
1: Unfortunately, neither of us managed to score more than half. I no, no one scored Do
0: 3 out I of again, ten. Maybe achieved the closest to half. <laughs> it is my
2: my crowning achievement. <laughs> if if nothing, my crowning achievement of being close to half. <laughs> there
1: you go. Almost 50 I think though,
2: I, I, I personally I think the best year 2000s 2000, was 2004. I think that's the best year
0: a measly 36% on this exam.
1: Because I couldn't answer many correctly, I think that all years are bad. (laughs)
0: Fun fact about Mario Tennis, uh, which I discovered, was it was the first game to introduce Waluigi to the Mario series. Wow. Yeah, war. There you go.
1: Waluigi Origins. Mm
0: -hmm. As a gangly tennis player. Gangly. Of course, 2000 was the year that PlayStation 2 launched. Uh, it saw two Mario Party games, as well as the first Rainbow Six game.
1: Nice. nice.
0: That was the only year where I kind of wrote some trivia. Probably should have done that for the rest of them.
1: It's fine. So. <laughs> it's alright. I,
0: I, I figured we'd, uh, we'd freeform it. I
1: lost, so the, the segment was crap anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it was any good, I would have won. That's,
2: That's how Chris's work, isn't the, it? <laughs> all the
1: thumbs... All the hundreds of thumbs covering my body from tip to toe are pointing directly downwards now, either at disappointment at my own performance or I have a question, some other yeah. reason.
2: These these thumbs of yours are they attached to wrists?
1: Um, because <laughs> um, no, they just kind of jut out. Because
2: you can't really point downwards without twisting your wrists.
1: Well, I mean,
2: well they could be like they could be like hairs.
0: Like, <laughs> you know, you get like they just get scared or nervous, or you kind of suddenly your thumbs stand up on end.
1: Yeah, they do. <laughs> It's right. it's painful. And actually, blowing. <laughs> oh well. There
2: we go. So, what? Again, proved my, himself what was rating. my prize again? Several uh, hundreds of pounds in uh, uh, steam battles.
1: Fame and glory. Competent. You're
2: competent. What was the prize we were fighting uh, for today? So you both had to say that I am the best. That was that's the. You are you,
1: you are extremely <laughs> competent, and I am not. <laughs> that wasn't
2: what I said, but I'll go with competent. <laughs> the best is is you know sounds better than being
1: competent. Relatively <laughs> speaking, you are the best.
2: <laughs> Thanks. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, that was an exciting segment full of, uh, full of highs, full of lows. It was daring comebacks. Yeah, yes, a real underdog
2: tale.
1: Yeah,
0: with
2: uh,
1: a strong lead. (laughs) My my strong lead of one.
2: My ability to just write down the dates, as George said them. That I did not write these (laughs)
1: things down, or my answers, has been my downfall here. (laughs) Um,
0: You were writing them down. I feel like that's 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 tantamount to, uh, you know, to cheating.
1: I mean, you have to remember that one point you threatened to deto- deduct at the start, I think. <laughs> that, that I tried to true, give right? you a point, of,
2: uh... <laughs> Right. So well, I mean, I'm not only am I the winner, I'm also a chivalrous winner. I trying to give you a point at the beginning.
0: Okay. I mean, in many ways, you exposed the
2: severe flaws in my yeah. system. So I have the, the overall victory and the moral victory today. That's that's what we've agreed. I yeah. don't know if we can call it the moral
0: victory. But... I mean... I mean, we can. We'll, we'll wrap up this. <laughs> we will wrap it up. Said, Tie up in a bow. That would be a a quick
1: podcast. Oh yes, I know that didn't seem to work heart out heart that heart. way, did it? But it never does.
0: Like I don't, know, I don't know whether it's good or bad. But it's our fault. Say we have nothing to talk about, and somehow we talk for the exact same amount of time every, every single day when we do have something to talk about.
1: Oh well. Anyway.
0: Writing, um, if I right content for the content.
1: Throne. The only other thing we have to mention is a startling, brilliant idea we've had to, which is to start the the bits and pieces video game book club or game book club. It's it's a club. It's like there's no membership fee. That's negotiable. Really, you should just PayPal me a bunch of money anyway. But the idea is. Every month, I think month we've decided on month, right? We decided, on. We decided on month we're gonna feature a a book that is somehow about games, about video games, board games, or relates to games in some way, because we feel that we've been neglecting it a bit. As generally, I don't think a lot of us read that many books about games. I think the fact that everyone seems to have like some kind of statutory necess necessity. <clears throat> necessary pun and a picture of a space invader on the front doesn't help. But <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And this month's book that we will return to. what, what is it, Nevi? You've you've suggested
2: it. Oh, I have. It's called Games People Play and it's it's by Eric Byrne. It's about the psychology of human relationships. So it's about the games that we play in everyday lives from Games we play at parties, from like charades and things like that, to like the games you might play when we go to catch the bus, or walking to work, or anything like that. So the little things that we might do. It's a really interesting and nice, short, compact book about games that we play in our daily lives. And it and, looks uh, really interesting. What, what's its ISBN number? <laughs> <laughs> oh, here we are. Just to, just to help them find it. But that, that really held behind it? I told him the name and it
1: yeah. was fine. No, I, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't know what it's about. I've never heard of it. If you just list the ISBN number, I'll yeah, consult clearly. my database.
0: But yeah, we'll, we'll be reading that. We'll include
1: and, an Amazon uh, link.
0: We'll uh, come yeah, with, uh, re- yeah. We'll have a chat about it in the. In the Reconvene. Uh, you know, it, when we. Uh, for a, in a podcast towards the end of August, there will be podcasts between now and then.
1: If so there we'll, is. Uh,
0: in theory that's um, true but when we podcast towards the end of august we'll we'll have a chat about the games we play yeah and of course the book the games we play
1: yes good excellent uh, no. <laughs> well
2: done <laughs> <laughs> right super all right thank you very much for listening for another for, uh, half
1: hour other oh, hour and a half even
2: it's gonna be a long one Ad- admittedly it was a lot Again. of quizzing so um <laughs> Quizzing tends you to just cost. skip to the end, to the part where I win, to be honest. Yeah. It's perfectly reasonable. <laughs> no point in
1: any of their bits, really. I mean,
2: Yeah, I mean, you just have being wrong. Yeah, That's all exactly. For a,
1: a long time, <laughs> forgetting the answers.
2: <laughs> anyway, um, thank you for listening to the podcast. If you found this without the website attached, you can find us at bitsandpieces.games It's so games. you've got a cool, new funky URL like with .games at the end. Uh, you can also find us on twitter at bits plus pieces and on instagram at those bits and pieces oh and now on facebook as well at those bits and pieces again so we're on all the social media things now which is cool I suppose
0: where can people find you on social media Nebby
2: oh they can find me on twitter at Nevada Drew which is I use occasionally mostly just retweet funny things so might find something amusing there Hopefully, How about you guys.
0: Uh, I am at underscore scruffy looking. If you want to follow me on Twitter,
1: uh, Gav and yourself. I've still not changed my my thing, so I am still at Gavin underscore gtuk. This will change, maybe soon if I remember to do it. <laughs> I'm very. I have a very strong hashtag brand, so I need to maintain
0: it's it. A, it's, a, it's a it's a fun Easter egg to our origin.
1: Exactly, it is. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like finding a like an audio log, you know, like or like you, you know how you know get, get like Dark Souls and you have to look in item descriptions. My my Twitter is like an item description.
2: <laughs> an audio log to our past. Exactly. Brilliant. Thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Goodbye. Bye. See ya.
0: Uh, why did I go with see ya? I usually go goodbye I wasn't I can never I can never get the hang of goodbye.
1: Hate saying goodbye.